Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I'm joined by my co-host David Figler and contributor Michael Lyle. And we're talking about CCSD police's violent arrest of several Black students last week. Why Usher is being called the king of Las Vegas and why one lawmaker wants restaurants to stop serving you water as soon as you sit down. It's Friday, February 24th, 2023. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. What's up, David and MJ? How are y'all? Hey. Morning. Nice to hear your voices. So let's get into the first topic of the day, which is a major like viral video. But MJ, I know you wrote a great article on the subject of, um, you know, it really looks like a CCSD police officer, you know, violently arresting a student. So can you kind of tell us the backstory as much as we know? Yeah, starting heavy this morning for listeners just to be aware, it is a very heavy topic, but a video circulated early in February, I believe February 9th, that showed officers arresting 14-year-old students from Durango High School. And at one point during the video, another student was walking by recording, which is, you know, your First Amendment right to record, Mm -hmm. and said something to the officer, and the officer marches over to him, picks him up, slams him on the ground, puts his knee on the back, and then shouts an expletive at the other students that were recording. And so this is a video that went viral, sparked a lot of community outrage for obvious reasons. We're also still, if you think about it, the community is pretty raw. We're not even a month after the release of the Tyree Nichols video mm-hmm. in Memphis. And so we are already dealing with a lot of issues around police brutality. And so we're watching these grown officers arrest violently these 14-year-old students. And there hasn't really been any information to why that use of force was necessary Mm. and why they're actually engaging with these students in particular. How has CCSD responded to this? They acknowledged the video that they're looking into it. Last I saw with reporting was that the officer had been reassigned. They, in their statement, had said that they were investigating a potential firearm at one of their schools, but then it indicate again why these students were being engaged with and again why this use of force was necessary. Right. Because I'm like, you know, obviously do your job, but I don't think your job involves slamming a child to the ground and putting your knee on their back. And and I feel like yes. there's enough footage and enough outrage from previous police brutality situations where it's clear that move is not part of what they're allowed to do. It shouldn't be part of their training. And really from what I saw, and of course, it's a short clip, but there was no effort for de-escalation. And I feel like if you have the physical power to pull somebody to the ground, then you have the capacity to just handcuff them and put them in the back of the car. I mean, doesn't it just raise all the philosophical issues about policing in America in the 21st century? Hmm. Microcosm with this particular viral video, but by the same token, you know, uh, it's going to be polarizing. There are going to be those who for lack of a better way to say it, back the blue, saying, you know, kids are out of control. There's all these now guns in the in the schools, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Police officers have to worry about their own safety. They're outnumbered. They have to do what they have to do. And then on the other side, these are just kids. Why can't you be respectful? Like you say, Vogue, why not engage in stronger de-escalation? 
you know, all this stuff happens in the moment. Yeah, it is a lot of, of training. It's a lot of policy, which seems to be a little ambiguous in the Clark County School District Police Department. But by the same token, like, Ugh. what are we doing? <laughs> Even know? that language, Clark County School District Police Department, you know, that, that we have police in schools. And I, I know, MJ, in your article, you mentioned that ratio, that difference between the number of counselors to students. And so can you can you run us those numbers? Because I feel like that was really jarring to me and telling for what we're focusing on with our, our students right now. Absolutely. So in my article, I mentioned a study from the ACLU uh, National Office called the Cops and No Counselors Report. And the recommended ratio of counselors to students is 250 to 1. Nevada's is 441 to 1. But that's not just counselors. We see that with social workers, psychologists, nurses. So the recommended ratio for social workers is 250 to 1. But in Nevada, it's 8,730 to 1. School nurses, yeah, exactly. I need you to say it, run it back. Say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Social workers, the recommended ratio, according to this report, was 250 to 1. In Nevada, is 8,730 to 1. That's, Yeah. We got a lot of kids so, in our valley. <laughs> we have a lot of kids in our valley. What kind of trash ratios is that? <laughs> you know, like how do you, and I feel like, especially now coming off of isolation combined with like that socialization component with our students. So that compounds whatever the needs are for the students, the teachers, the administrators. You know, I remember my niece having a breakdown about just missing her friends and being really sad yeah. and and wanting to see her teachers, you know, like even that that component. So yeah, I don't know if you've seen like some of the national studies that have come out about the mental health of teenage girls right now and just how fragile it is. And you make it such an excellent point. We are coming out of a really tense couple years within the pandemic itself on top of a lot of other social issues. I mean, families are dealing with housing insecurity. Mm -hmm. Families are dealing with food insecurity. They're dealing with so many things, so many ills in our society. That's draining on our children. And so, of course, our children are anxious and there's not enough resources to deal with their mental health in general. And I think there's always this gut reaction like, well, they're violent, they're stirred, there are things that are happening in school that are making them unruly. So cops, that's our solution. Cops. Mm-hmm. We need a better response to this and it should not always be law enforcement. Right. That school to prison pipeline is well documented and it doesn't help anybody and it actually exponentially creates more problems in the society. But on the other hand, you know, people are seeing not just these videos of the school district police reacting but you're seeing all these viral videos of kids going after each other in the school. Students clearly identifiable in Clark County School District, high schools and middle schools, just really brutally attacking one another. And so I I get the outcry. So what is the alternative to this overly harsh and maybe policy inept way of dealing with, after all, school kids? whose brains are still forming, who don't need the stigma of being arrested and, you know, having sometimes felonies on their record. So what is the alternative? Exactly. And that's the thing I'm wondering also when we look at at what you're talking about too, David, is how is the community responding? Because I know that that we have multiple organizations in the Valley who are really trying to impact change in the way the students are being treated. So what have y'all seen from the community? Well, school district board meetings are very, very productive. <laughs> Thank you for the laughs. Thank you for the laughs. Sarcasm uh, badge unlocked. That was a funny one. 
So let's not go there. But I mean, like, what have we seen from the organized? <laughs> so not not the board meetings, but what else are we seeing? How is the community mobilizing? What have you guys seen? Well, around this issue, the first thing in their demand is having this cop not reassigned, fired. Like, there's no reason this cop needs to be in the school district whatsoever. Right. And he, that's coming from the No Racism in Schools organization, right? Yeah. Exactly. So No Racism in Schools, NAACP, Mass Liberation, Progressive Leadership Alliance of Nevada, Make the Road, all these community organizations have come together with some demands. They recently held a protest to speak out against this video and what they saw. And part of their demands were firing this officer, but also to have an evaluation of use of force in schools and just how police are responding to to students and, and how they're treating these students. They want this done quickly, like not we'll look at it over the next six months. Like they want something to happen more immediate. Mm -hmm. It says immediate. We demand the immediate Mm. termination. Uh, One of their other bullet points was we demand parent contact prior to future arrests and or detainment where there is no imminent threat to life, such as the threat of a gun, gun use effective immediately. So it sounds like they're really wanting the same way I feel like, you know, if a kid gets into the principal's office, you make a phone call. So I feel like if if a child is being arrested at school, a phone call makes sense to me. I feel like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's above and beyond to me. I mean, I think that the the heightened visuals that we're seeing of especially violence or potential for violence has really gotten people out of their heads and for forgetting, you know, what is more reasonable ways and how juveniles absolutely 100% need to be treated different than adults. Putting a kid in the criminal justice system should be only in the most rare of circumstances from where I stand. And yet Mm. it does seem to be going a little quicker than it should. And the thing is like, what type of response to the different types of of situations are outlined by policy? So I I think you need to start with a policy revision, like right now, like yesterday. Like yesterday. And I do want to note real quick, going back to the rest, going back to that uh, cops no counselors report it did show black students in nevada were twice as likely to be arrested than white students and native mm-hmm. american students were three times as likely and so when your our gut reaction is arrest it's students of color that are experiencing that at higher rates than their white counterparts mm. like in other parts in other aspects of our criminal legal system so mj what do you think would be you know the next the next step we'd want to see in a perfect world like we'd look at a holistic ways of of treating the situation our system as a whole is not working as it needs to work we're not catching people that are falling into housing insecurity we're not catching people falling into poverty that is having a impact in educational outcomes that's having an impact on our students we need to have a holistic conversation of what that looks like and how we come to the table to address this in a holistic fashion hopefully as we follow this story, and I'm sure MJ will check in with you as well, just as we follow the story, hopefully we can see better steps being taken to make sure that our teachers, our students, and our administrators are kept safe in the schools and that it doesn't involve this level of violence. It shouldn't be violent at all. It should be a space where the students are allowed to learn and feel comfortable and ugh, just not this. It shouldn't look like this. We need a black boy joy. Right. We need some black boy joy. Seriously. So let's get into that, Joy, then. Let's talk about Usher Baby. (laughs) 
David, they have crowned Wait, supposedly. Me? I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> I have heard that Usher has been crowned the king of Las Vegas. Uh, you have been a native for a long time, so you've seen the OG king of Vegas. What? What is happening? The kings, Teach me the, the ways. kings and queens of Las Vegas. Uh, thanks for turning us over to me, Vogue, because obviously, you know, I'm the biggest Usher fan, the biggest Usher, Usher fan of all time. Come on. I bet you are. I bet you can get down. And so, so well, some you know, David. If, if in fact I were in the club, I would bang out to all the songs that mention the club, which apparently are, are many folds with uh, yeah, yeah. Usher. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, thank you. MVP. Yeah, well, that's the one I think a lot of people know. But uh, I think that the this King of Las Vegas title comes from a very hyperbolic article in GQ magazine by a clear super fan named Hunter Harris. I mean, it's really just her hanging out with Usher for a couple days in Vegas and Look, he's a baller, and a lot of people live that baller lifestyle in Las Vegas, especially if they're visitors, and he has an extended residency. And And so is he the king of Las Vegas? Look, if you're a big fan of Usher and you want to be entertained for a reasonable price and reasonable now being relative to, say, Adele on the Strip, yeah, I mean, Usher's going to be a good time. There have been a lot of people who have brought these good time residencies to Las Vegas. I particularly will die on the hill that the best residency ever in Las Vegas was Prince. I mean, the guy came to town, uh, he put up a restaurant, he did four-hour shows, and then if you were lucky enough to get into the after show in the adjoining restaurant, he'd perform for another two or three hours. I have some epic stories about going and seeing Prince residencies. That man was both Prince and King of Las Vegas. So now here we are in 2023, hmm. and we've got, you know, Usher doing it. What do you think, MJ? Do you think that Usher is the king of Vegas? That's an interesting title. I will say I, I haven't seen the residency, but before he had like a full residency at Park MGM, he had like a 20 show run at mm. Caesars and I did go there and that oh. was a lot of fun. Like I had so much fun and it's funny because going into it, I was like, oh, man, do I remember all the songs yes. beside Yeah, But like when you go over like a 20 plus year catalog and he starts singing these songs, you're like, oh my gosh, I yeah, this is my song. jam. And so it was a lot of fun. I would go back and check out a residency, but I don't know about King. I don't know if like we have Vegas royalty. Is that a controversial thing? I, I think we've got a legitimate Game of Thrones action going and that it's wow. been lasting for decades, going back to the Targaryens. The other aspect of the article it's not a novel concept. It's something that's been talked about before, but how like in the heyday, older celebrities and musicians would come here at, like, at the end of their career versus like in the middle of their career or revitalizing the mm -hmm. career. I am so glad that in my adult age that I'm able to afford tickets on occasion to go to shows. It's mostly been of residencies of people that are in like their heyday, like Britney Spears, mm -hmm. Celine Dion. Mm -hmm. Like it's not the end of their career. Thankfully, I've never paid for any of those tickets. I've always had hookups and so I have oh, not had to expand. What a blessing. Yes. Snaps Look to that. Talk about um, ballers in Vegas. I want that. You're the king of <laughs> Vegas, boo. Come on. <laughs> I have not done Adele yet, putting that into the universe. Mm -hmm. uh, I support it. But we're in this heyday of we're not getting like celebrities at the end of the career we're getting them like in the middle of their career where they have a good strong discography and can put on fun shows and that's what we got from usher and so i loved it and i think that happens a lot i'm going to tell you uh when i went i got dragged but it was a free show to go see garth brooks over at the wind theater and hmm. i'm not a country oh. fan 
same experience. Like, oh my God, he does all these songs. I had no idea. And, you know, I was converted and, you know, maybe he's a contender for that for that throne as well because he's coming back this year. There's Don't a lot of them. Don't disrespect Usher like that. Well, come that. on. <laughs> there are a lot of genres of music, apparently, Vogue. Um, uh, and many of them thrive on the strip, the entertainment you, capital of the world. Yeah, I want to leave with this last thought about the, the King of Las Vegas article. The, the thing that I found the most interesting, probably of all of it, is because he is spending a lot of time here in Las Vegas, is that he finds Vegas to be important at this place in his career uh, because it is what he calls a place where he can incubate ideas and where he could be right. creative. He said it's a place he can dream. Yeah. And someone who's been doing it for a couple of decades, I, I can appreciate that. I mean, it, it seems very strip centric, though I understand he has reached out to people like the Majestic Repertory Theater or people like that who have kind of helped him on some of his early shows to just kind of get that feel, which is really neat. And it doesn't sound like he wants to just be on the strip. It sounds like he's trying to really invest in like black creativity in the Valley. So there was actually that documentary that Clay T. White narrated and talking about Black entertainment in Las Vegas and how it used to be, you know, you couldn't stay on the strip, but you could entertain on the strip. Right, yeah, right. And so if we're in this new era with Usher, with Neo, and also Usher really at his prime, mind you, Usher is 44, okay? <laughs> and he is out here he with his blonde hair, which I'm like, oh, okay, maybe that's for the grace, uh, but do whatever you need to do for your life. But he's out here still putting on excellent shows. And I just laughed because his demographic, <laughs> like he very clearly states, oh, I want to give women something to look forward to. I want something people come here like in Las Vegas, like it's a girl's trip. I want you to get away from your kids, get away from your problems. And I was like, oh, this is good marketing. Uh, so it's raunchy. <laughs> it's turned, you know, and he's playing. I love the idea of Vegas as an artist's playground. And, and I think it yeah. is a place where you can dream and incubate ideas. So I feel like, Usher gets Vegas. He wants to be king. Uh, and we'll see how many shows he sells out. And I think that's kind of like your your record thing for it. But I'd like to see what he invests in the community and also like where this allows him to go. Well, I do hope the investment goes beyond Usher Bucks, which apparently were uh, <laughs> showered in one of our local strip Bro. clubs to the chagrin of some of the strippers. <laughs> but that was all worked out and you could go research that, was that on your own. disrespectful. Right. That was a disrespectful he also, move. He also dumped thousands of actual U.S. currency dollars in those various clubs as well. But the Usher okay, Bucks good. left in uh, in the wake was kind of interesting. But, you know, if he is a king, he has his own currency. So I, I guess that all sort of tracks. Ah, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you just nailed the case. Boom. You just supported the article. There you go. Let's shift to different ways of making it rain. Uh, let's let's talk about this new bill that is happening. Assemblywoman Heidi Kasama, who's a Republican, just recently introduced a bill that would mandate that restaurants no longer just give you water right when you sit down at the table. Water has to be served only upon request. Um, <laughs> Literally prohibits the giving of water to people don't, unless they ask for it. Don't give these hoes water. They don't need water. They need juice. Why would someone need water in a desert? Why would they need to be reminded that they should be drinking and hydrating in the middle of the desert? Why? Right. It makes me think of Coyote Ugly in that scene where he asked for water. He's like, we don't show serve water in this bar. And they just squirt Spray water him. at him, which mm -hmm. kind of is counterintuitive. I don't think we'll be doing that because, you know, we're in a drought. But Exactly. But I mean, I'm curious from y'all. Like, I feel like most restaurants, this isn't actually a thing. But what do you all think about this idea of, okay, water shouldn't be served automatically? I'm offended. I think it's stupid. I think it's performative. First of all, the bill itself has 
no enforcement mechanism. So why are they wasting the very precious 120 days to even talk about this? Or why does she mm-hmm. think that this is important enough to talk about? I guess Kasama said part of the reason for the bill is the optics as opposed yeah. to outright water savings. Uh, but again, no penalties, no fines. It mandates, it forbids restaurants from doing it, but it also calls upon the health district to investigate it. And yet there's still no penalty. This right. is stupid, just, stupid, stupid. I just want to bring it back to that point that she said the reason for the bill is the optics. So you want yeah. guests who come to Vegas to know, hey, it, it's in my head, like when I was thinking about how do we headline this, it's weird flex, but okay. Because you just want people to know that we're really thoughtful about our water usage, but I feel like it's very clear. Vegas recycles most of its indoor water use. So this water left at tables, how often is that really happening? And even if it gets poured down the drain, it's just going back through the cycle. It'll come back in the circle of water life that Vegas is all about. So stop it. <laughs> that's that's the best bill you could come up with, sis. I don't think that this bill is going to get a hearing. Like, it doesn't sound like it was going to give a hearing. Uh, I did read the, it was a good article from Colton Lockhead over at the Las Vegas Review Journal. I'll shout him out. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't cover water policy, so I always appreciate other reporters that do that. But it was a funny story. Like, when I, I pulled it up, I kind of got a good chuckle because it is, I'm glad that she admitted it's about the optics and not really about any saving metrics, but makes me curious of the actual solutions that we're going to bring forward, what she's going to vote on, because she obviously acknowledges that we're in a drought. And so I'm really curious what her vote is going to be when it comes to other sustainable actual water saving measures or actual uh, remediation measures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I also think in MJ Vogue, you you have friends who probably don't drink enough water. I have friends who don't drink enough water. I <laughs> have to remind myself to drink enough water. And when I'm out and a big old glass of water comes, especially in the summertime, I'm thankful that that came because I am going to drink it because I know the consequence of not. So I think this is actually harmful. Be, hmm. be, you know, where the water yeah. district says, you know, this does not decrease our consumption water use. So basically saying uh, stupid. It, but it could actually hurt people because they're not drinking water and there's all the consequences and health consequences that come from that. So I always think we do have individual responsibility to help our planet in little meaningful ways. I always have a little bit of pause when we bring forward legislation and proposals that put more stress on individual consumption and in individual ways rather than large systemic overhaul and Placing uh, responsibility on larger corporations. Why are we so afraid to talk about the larger ways that our corporations impact environmental issues and water consumption? Hmm. Mm. Whoop, there it is. I feel like in restaurants, I feel like the simplest thing to do would be to just make smaller cups. Because I know for me, I will. I will not drink the whole glass of water. And I, most restaurants we go to, they'll ask, do you guys want waters too? Do you want lemon in your water? So I feel like most restaurants, they go ahead and just ask you anyways do you want some water so i feel like it's fine because you can say no you can decline so some places i'll just decline because i know i'm about to drink this margarita and i'm probably not going to drink that water but if there were smaller cups of water i could finish it (laughs) like it's just about size matters (laughs) (laughs) and no restaurant is forced no restaurants forced to make you drink water i mean that would be interesting which i don't understand you know there's so many issues even in the minority republicans bring up all sorts of interesting topics this one is not one i i don't get it i i just really don't get it (sighs) we're not gonna get it y'all never gonna get it never gonna get it so (laughs) is that usher 
It is Joking. not a. I no, knew you were gonna ask Vogue. that. I that's know in Vogue. that. I'm offended. I, oh, I could go all day long on In Vogue, and whoa, I, whoa, I love whoa. those bands. I just didn't really know the music of Usher's that well. All right, y'all. So, in the honor and the spirit of we love uh, people who come into Vegas, but let's talk about folks who live here. Tell me what local artist or band you've really enjoyed seeing perform. I'm just gonna go first to get myself out of the way. I love seeing Saucy Downs. He's a rapper. He's super high energy, but he's like rapper, also a poet, singer when he feels like it, and a father, and I love their child, (laughs) him and his partner. So Saucy Downs, and he also teaches workshops at the West uh, Las Vegas Arts Center. Saucy Downs for high energy, and if you need a crooner, you need a beautiful singer, then it is Cameron Calloway. Cam Calloway, if you're nasty, and his Mm. voice is beautiful, and he's always- Cam Calloway is beautiful. It's- I haven't been to a local show in a while, mm-hmm. but his his performances are so, so, so good. I hate that I'm going to say this because it's going to make me sound so basic. I really enjoy the times I've seen Imagine Dragons <laughs> perform. I feel I like they it. put on a good live performance. Like, <laughs> oh, there are, I could go back to local things like um, uh, Cam Calloway is amazing. Uh, I used to love the leak. Rest in peace, Rizar. So sad. Yeah, rest um, in peace, Rizar so many great shows but yeah when you were saying when you were setting it up i guess my mind was in like oh larger acts and so and imagine dragons i know i don't care how basic it is like that's there's a lot of memories of that my yeah. first life is beautiful like i saw them like it was with a fun group it was just a fun night out and like they put on a great show where they actually brought like circ performers out in the finale I love with it. radioactive and like it was just a really cool set piece and it was just a, a, an amazing experience and so i've always like think about that as like a vegas show we have some great talented performers here some that have made it to larger stages like imagine dragons and some that are still on some smaller stages like cam and i love it all so mm-hmm. shout out and then david give us a couple well poor the killers not even a mention or or the tippy elvis band which is the band that i've been in for the last 25 years that performs once every like eight years um and i can't believe that didn't make either one of your lists but i've never seen them oh well you should <laughs> um you just gotta wait i think three more years i mean it's ranked higher than siren from michelle fiore I'm oh my <laughs> gosh i would love to do the soundtrack of siren too i'm gonna So here's the thing. There were all these great alternative and independent Rocky bands that were performing during what I like to call the bunkhouse heyday uh, early on. And then, you know, the pandemic came and there wasn't a lot of live performance. And I recently went to the Blair Fest, uh, which was a tribute to Blair Dwayne, who was Mm. an instrumental figure in the local music scene. And a lot of the old bands kind of came back together again. And one of the bands that I remember from the day that performed at Blair Fest is a band called Same Sex Mary. And I love this band. I love this band. They're out of Boulder City. So shout out to BC. And one of the members of the band is actually a Boulder City councilman or was a Boulder City councilman, which is kind of amazing. I love their sound. I I love everything about that band. Just real good local hometown effort and always entertaining and good, interesting music. So that's my Mm -hmm. shout out. It's just going to be Same Sex Mary, though. As someone who has performed and performed with a lot of other bands, there's just a ton out there and you should always support your local music scene. Heck yeah. So that's if I don't mention this band, they might and they're listening to this. They actually might seek me out. once upon a time, pre-pandemic, because now I like don't go out to a lot of things, I used to go religiously to the showing of Empire Records, which is a 90s cover band. Mm. They play all over the valley. If you are jonesing for 90s music, they are your go-to. They play everything. Like, um, 
complete coverage of 90s music. And so uh, always love them. 90s and local combined. Yeah. So there we go. I feel like listeners, there's your assignment. Find a local group to check out and enjoy the music and then tag us. Let us know what you saw, who you heard. David and MJ, thank you so much for this morning. You're awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, Lots of fun and here for all your Usher trivia and entertainment needs. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Our lead producer is Sonia Cho Swanson. Our producer is Layla Muhammad. Our newsletter editor is Scott Dickensheets. And our hosts are me, Vogue Robinson, and David Figler. Music is by OG Moose and All the Kimonos. We record this show on the traditional homelands of the Nuwubi, the Southern Paiute people. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Take care. Uh, after the club is tacos. I don't know what you're talking mm, about. Well, so. yeah, I think you're taking that in the broadest sense, too. So here's the thing. Oh, no. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> Cut it all. What just happened? Wow. <laughs> no, none of this is staying. Wait a minute. <laughs>